Hey guys, Scott Short with Mason Modefi Mortgage. My license number is NMLS number 225998. The corporate number for Mason Modefi Mortgage is NMLS number 1141. Want we'll to get out of the way up front to make sure everyone knows who I am legally? <laughs> We're my book. It's uh, Linda Ferrari, The Big Score. We're in chapter 15 now, so we're we're going pretty quick now, so I appreciate your staying tuned here. So chapter 15 is called Overextended Debt Relief Options and How They Affect Credit Scores, which is a great topic. Let's talk about this. This is page 147 of her book, chapter 15, as I said. So let's roll here. Let me get my microphone a little closer here. Here we go. Okay. We're starting from reading here. We have all been, wow, I can't read yet. We've all seen the commercials. You know the ones where commerce slows to a screeching halt because someone has the audacity to pay with cash. We have become an entire society of card swipers. And let's be honest, there's nothing more convenient than just spotting what you want, swiping your card, and presto, it's yours. A quick run into the local coffee house for your morning caffeine infusion, a dash to grocery store, an item that you had no intention of buying, but you've had the card, you but you have the card and you really want it. You know the story, right? Credit card companies have made it effortlessly. Effort wow. I can't read this one yet. Sorry guys. Credit card companies have made it effortlessly, or effortless, effortless, yes, for consumers to quickly and efficiently charge themselves into oblivion. And without a second thought, just like a diet, guys, we talk about this. So it doesn't take overnight to get chubby chub chub. So we'll take more than overnight to get unchubby chub chub, right? So same like that. Here's the problem. When you receive your new credit card and in the mail, the card company highlights in the large font the many variants of using their card while hiding the pitfalls of getting out of significant, no, sorry, but pitfalls and getting out of I can't read the word, sorry, I'm trying to get the light, sorry. Magnif uh, magnifying glass uh, section of the really boring looking stuff that looks like it should be tossed in the trash. Some people are lured in by the hope they will finally have a credit uh, card instrument, a credit instrument that will give them a low rate, an understanding, uh, understanding creditor, and a plan that will once and for all allow them to get ahead. They fall for the hype and become easy pickings for the default interest rates, exorbitant late fees, and potential universal default clause. Luckily, universal default clause has been abolished <laughs> from previous readings, but uh, it was nasty. Okay, I have always been a strong proponent of credit card use for achieving and maintaining strong credit scores. However, it is mission critical that you, next page, Always live within the preferred, always live within and preferably below your means. But the lure of consumerism and the ease has caused so many Americans to ex exceedingly spend more than they make, causing them to fall victim to long-term indebtedness. The strategics, no, sorry, the, st the statistics, not strategics, but statistics, right? Uh, on consumer debt, paint a grim picture per the Federal Reserve as of August 2008. Remember, that's over 10 years ago. 
Americans held $968 billion in consumer credit card debt. This number does not include loans secured by real estate, such as mortgages. Another alarming statistic is that the first quarter of 2008, consumers borrowed, borrowing was at $34 billion, the most since the first three months of 2001, when the economy entered in its last official recession. And her, her, her source was http colon slash slash triple w dot federal reserve dot gov. That's where she got her data from. <laughs> it's a long time ago, right? <laughs> These numbers indicate that consumers need a clear understanding of consumer debt and relief options. Obviously, most people charge their lives, charge their lives away with the very best intentions. Most people want to do the right thing. They want to provide themselves and their families the things they need and even a few things they really don't, or they really want, probably don't need, right? And when you work hard and you have all, every reason to think that your paycheck will come through over time and always uh, allow you to pay for those things, you go ahead and charge, charge them. Very few of us look into the future and foresee a job layoff, a debilitating illness or accident or some other economic circumstance that will deprive us from the ability to keep up on our bills. But these circumstances do happen, and it's critically important that you know how to handle this debt and should an unfortunate circumstance strike your world. Okay, new paragraph here for, well, new topic, as you want to call it. Understand the pitfalls of consumer debt. First order business for you is to understand the obligation and the pitfalls of indebtedness. So first bullet point here is minimum monthly payments. The federal government approved credit card companies to increase the minimum monthly payments on credit card accounts from 2 to 4%. This was done as an attempt to lower the amount of consumer debt per household. How much breathing room does that leave you? Okay, good question. Number two bullet. Credits, credits, true costs. According to CNN, credit card debt calculator at http colon slash slash cgi.money.cnn.com slash tools slash debt planner slash debt planner dot jsp. If you have $10,000 credit card balance with 18% interest rate, by making minimum payments only, it'll take you 12 years and three months to pay off the balance. And at the time, you will pay a total of $5,463.25 well, $5, in interest. Oh, yeah. A lot, a, lot, a lot of love there, right, for the juice. Now, she talks about the universal default clause. We're going to skip that because that's been um, switched. So we'll keep, we'll keep speeding on here. Then the next one is going to be speed uh, spending limits. Credit card companies give you a limit. Naturally, you presume that you can spend up to your limit without being penalized. <laughs> not real. Yeah, let's, we'll keep reading. This is not the case. As outlined in Chapter 7, if you use up to your limit or max out your card, the credit score will drop and your, and your uh, interest rate for all your credit cards could go up. That's universal fault clause uh, issue, so I think that may... Uh, not be 100% accurate now, but this is, remember, this book's been back in 07, 08, so we keep going forward. Creditor communication. Most major 
predators refuse to enter into any type of negotiation with consumers until they are in default, meaning they make a payment, right? This means the people have to incur several late pays and charge off or, and a charge off before creditors will uh, talk to them about solutions. And this is scary because they want to wait for you to get to your credit gets jacked up. Then they say, oh, got to talk. Like, really? Try to be proactive and it doesn't work. So there are a few traps out there. What are the, the options you have if you fall into traps that find you stuck in consumer debt hell, as she calls it, with no easy way out? Okay. Can you do it on your own? There's a new uh, topic here. There is no doubt you can create, implement, and manage your own debt relief plan. I am a true believer in trying to do it on your own if you have the time, because no one will have your back like you will. All you have to do is lay your debts out on a piece of paper, uh, figure out how much you can realistically afford to pay, call the creditor to discuss the options of nego or negotiate, get the agreement in writing, never by verbal, always in writing, and then follow through with the plan as agreed. It does not take a specific degree or to get a job, this job done. However, there's a clear precedent set years ago by credit counseling industry that makes creditors very reluctant to deal directly with consumers. But a president is not a law. And if you do, you, uh, if you do your research and work hard enough, you can definitely do it on your own. Next page, page uh, 150. The key to, uh, to successful debt relief negotiation is establishing clear goals before you start and be persistent. Many times you may have to contact a creditor or collection agency several times before reaching an agreement. Be professional even when they are not. Because most of you guys are not friendly people on the phone. <laughs> Do not let your emotions get your best of you. Be polite, be calm, and be cool. Collector's job is to piss you off basically to get you to pay, right? Shut them up. So, but that's their job. So remember that they have a job, you have a job. Make sure you win for you, your team, not for their team, right? Okay, keep going on. I would suggest trying it with at least one creditor prior to making the decision to turn your financial well-being over to someone else. If you are successful, then great. You will know whether or not it is something you can or want to do on the other hand, if you don't have the time or emotional energy to face creditors and collection agencies head on, you do have the option. And my best advice in this case is to do as much research and cost comparison as possible for hiring a company and that you will make sure to do your math on the plans they propose. The other words, in other words, make sure that at the, End of the day, the payment plans or fees make sense. Here are some great resources. National Foundation of Credit Counseling, Association of Independent Consumer Credit Counseling Agencies, the Federal Trade Commission. Let's just, let me back up. I'm going to start this again. Sorry about it. Let's start this again. The National, uh, the National Foundation of Credit Counseling, HTTP colon uh, slash slash triple W dot NFCC dot org. Association of Independent Credit Consumer Credit Counseling Agencies, HTTP colon slash slash triple W dot AIC 
www.fcca.org. Federal Trade, the Federal Trade Commission, http colon slash slash www.fftc.gov slash credits. National Consumer Law Center, http colon slash slash www.consumerlaw.org. Consumer Federation American Report, Credit Counseling in Crisis, http colon slash slash www.consumerfed.org slash pdfs slash credit underscore counseling underscore report dot pdf. Whoa, that's a long one. National Consumer Law Center Report, the ABCs of Credit Counseling, HTTP, colon, slash, www, consumerlaw.org, slash, issues, slash, credit, underscore, counseling, slash, content, slash, credit. I'm going to get this one, credit. Ooh, that's a weird one. Credit. I'm going to spell this is kind of This is kind of chopped up. So, credit, then C-O-U-N-S. C-O, then, well, consumer, C-O-N-S-U-M-E-R, concerns, a, a capital A, capital U, capital G, 8, dot P-D-F. That's a weird one. <laughs> there you go. There's your resources. There's your resources there. So on page 150 in the book. Okay, next, next uh, topic here. Debt relief options, how they affect credit scores and Linda's opinion. Bum, bum, bum. Okay, let's go. Written, uh, re- remember... This is the first and foremost of a book about credit. I do touch on subjects such as budgeting and financial options, but I am not an expert in these areas. And I have, and I would recommend you seek professional advice through other books or experts on this information. Reference to this, uh, what you're talking about here. Okay. There are several types of debt relief programs offered by professional companies. It can be very confusing to readily understand the difference between the various options because they all seem quite similar to the casual observer in the book. I address the top five debt relief options, including how they work and how they affect your credit. Let's go here. Number one, debt consolidation. Number two, credit counseling, AKA debt management plan, uh, debt settlement, bankruptcy, and debt negotiations. Here's a lowdown on each one of these. Let's break it down per topic. So option one, Debt consolidation. Debt consolidation is taking out a loan to pay off your debt. That is usually credit card debt. It's often done. First bullet point. To save money that would normally be paid for higher interest rates on credit cards. Bullet number two. To eliminate paying several bills each month versus one. Number three bullet. Because you cannot afford the high interest rates and will default soon if you don't lower your payments. Okay. Consumer options for debt consolidations are as follows. Number one, take out a personal loan. If you have good credit, this option is easy and new credit will only affect your credit score by a few points for a couple of months as long as you make payments on time, right? Then says uh, number two, apply for a home equity line of credit. If you have a homeowner, I'm sorry, if you are a homeowner, and you have great credit, apply for a HELOC, H-E-L-O-C, which means the home, home equity line of credit, so HELOC stands for it, another way to consolidate your debt. Kind of scary, but that's a way. Because, <laughs> Number three, apply for credit card. 
with a very high limit and a low or no interest rate offer. Again, if you have good credit, this is an option for you if the credit card offer is great. Remember, however, if the balance, change page 152, on the new card goes over 50% of your available limit, when you transfer all those other accounts over, your score will go down because you're now you're considered you know, getting too, too much extension on your credit. If the credit card account you are paying through debt consolidations have big balance, high balances, your credit score will go up when you pay off those balances. Remember, in, uh, we discussed in Chapter 7, do not close your credit card accounts, even if you're not going to use them anymore. Remember, we've got history, credit history stuff, right? right? So here we go. Credit tip. As I discussed in Chapter 10, it's not a good idea to add auto and other installment debts to a debt consolidation loan. Installment loans are an important addition to your mix of credit. So remember, we have the pyramid, right? Pyramid's going to be you have credit cards, you have car payments, you have mortgages, right? So you want to, um, what she's saying there, the auto pays, uh, auto loans, and the mortgages, they have a higher ranking on the credit scoring system because they're a higher echelon, you want to call it, um, or some other word, I don't know what the word is right now, <laughs> but meaning that they rank higher, meaning they, they are more important to the scoring systems. You pay them on time. You actually got that credit. You know, it gets the system say, wow, okay, somebody likes them, right? Okay, here we go. Linda's opinion. Debt consolidation is a good option for those who are financially stable, have good credit and good credit management skills. However, it is not an option that will improve a bad financial situation because all you are doing is moving your debt around before you undertake a debt consolidation plan. Be very careful about your objectives and whether they can be realistically met through debt consolidation. I highly recommend that you first consider calling your credit card companies to try to work out a reduced interest rate plan. Some will offer you a temporary deferral of loan of lower interest rates for four to six months. However, remember that the rates will go back up and deferral times has expired. So when the, when the deferral time is expired, right? A better option is to get them to lower your interest rate permanently. Be sure to advise them that you will be taking your business elsewhere. This provides you with a good chance to get them to oblige, as you probably do not want, as, as they probably do not want you to see your business walk away. I have seen it happen several times. However, if you if your sole purpose for consolidating debt is because you are buried in high interest rates and starting to fall behind, then I don't think that this is a good option for you unless you know for certain that you will be a stronger financial uh, position within four to six months. Most likely, if you are overextended financially, your credit card balances are maxed out, meaning your credit scores will be too low to qualify for the one option above in case I advise you to look into credit counseling programs. So what you're saying there is as your score goes down, less options to get credit cards and less options to say I'm walking away. <laughs> the credit card, you know, the, when the credit card company call up and they look at your credit score and say, yeah, you're walking away. Yeah, go ahead, please. You know? <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Page one, five, three. Option number two. Credit counseling. If, let's see, if you have two or three of the following items apply to you. So let's start again. If any of the two or three of the following items apply to you, Credit counseling may be a good option. Okay, first bullet. You are living paycheck to paycheck and cannot get ahead. 
next bullet, you still you're still current on accounts, but will become past due very soon. Next bullet, you will over you're over the limit on your credit card accounts. Next bullet, you have no or very few late payments. Next bullet, you have high interest rates and keep going up. Next bullet, you are starting to re receive collection calls from creditors or collections notices from collection agencies. Next bullet, you do not have the time or skill to create a budget or money management plan that will work. Next bullet, you are not com comfortable dealing directly with creditors to find solutions to your current financial situation. Good bullets. So she said two or three bullets, that uh, two or three of those bullets that you know, apply to you, then credit counseling may be something you look into. But recognize with credit counseling, usually they'll go on your credit report as credit counseling, you're in that stuff. So from a mortgage lender standpoint, we see credit counseling as a Chapter 13 bankruptcy for wait periods in reference to loans. So let's say if you look at um, FHA, just for a conversation's sake. So FHA says if you're in Chapter 13 bankruptcy, we want to wait one year after you've in the plan and then you got to ask the judge, which is like bomb, right? Ask the judge if you can actually go into a debt, which judge probably think you're crazy, but <laughs> it's your option, right? But, you know, just recognize that credit counseling is not, you know, it's a place to go. You need it, but recognize there will be some stigmatism to it on credit reporting and getting home loans. Okay. Let's, let's see where I stop off. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Digressed. Okay. Credit counseling is a service provided by, by organizations to help consumers find ways to repay their debt through careful budget and management of their money. Credit counseling is an industry that is under severe scrutiny and should be entered into cautiously. Just like I said, the resources above will be great uh, starting places. Those little uh, the websites I told you about earlier uh, should be in, into cautiously. Yes. The resources above will be a great starting place to do your research and find a reputable and trustworthy agency help okay. only unsecured lines of credit are eligible for credit counseling i mean like credit cards personal loans medical bills collection accounts unpaid utilities auto loans that have gone into repossession and payday loans okay how does credit counseling work okay let's look at this we'll wrap it up on this this part here and come up the next time how does credit counseling work number one first you have to select credit counseling company to First, you have to select a credit counseling company to work with. Per the Federal Trade Commission, reputable credit counseling organizations advise you on managing your money and debt, help you develop a budget, and usually offer free educational material and workshops. Their counselors are certified and trained. So check that out. Make sure they're certified and trained in the area of consumer credit, money, and debt management and budgeting. Uh, counselors discuss your entire financial situation with you and help you develop a plan or a personalized plan actually to solve on page 154 to solve your money problems in an, an initial counseling session typically lasts an hour with an offer of follow-up sessions. A reputable credit counseling agency should send you a free information about their services to provide uh, services it provides and without requiring you to provide any details about your situation. If a firm does do that, consider red flag and go elsewhere for help. Good tip. 
Be sure to check out your prospective credit counselors with the state attorney general, local consumer protection agencies, and the Better Business Bureau, also known as BBB. <laughs> they can tell you if consumers have filed complaints about them, but even if there's no complaints about them, it's not guaranteed they are legitimate. The United States Trustees Program also keeps a list of credit counseling agencies that have been approved to provide pre-bankruptcy counseling. Okay. So the United States Trustee Program. Maybe something else to look up, right? Okay, number two. Once you have selected a credit counseling company that you trust, you will then work with a credit counselor to create a workable plan with all your existing unsecured debt that fits within your budget. The overall budget and analysis process will also take into consideration your income and expenses. When you plan, when the plan is on paper, the credit counselor will work with you to negotiate reduced interest rates and payments with the creditors. They can even be able to remove late fees and penalties if uh, you are already in default. Number three, once the new payment schedule is in place with the original creditor, you, the consumer, are responsible for making the agreed to monthly payments in each creditor on time every month. Word of caution. If you default on your payment schedule that was uh, implemented by your credit counseling company, you stand to lose all negotiating uh, reductions and your interest rate payments and fees will all reset to where they were before you started. Ouch. Okay. Number four. If your debt is overwhelming or burdensome, the credit counselors may speak to you about entering into debt management plans, a DMP, debt management plan, with them. Instead of paying the creditors directly, as outlined above, the plan would allow you to make lump sum monthly payments to the credit counseling agency, and then they would pay the creditors according to the agreed upon schedule. And next, big box of word of caution. Let's read this one. Credit counseling agencies make a lot of money when consumers sign up for their DMP. So it's so it is common for credit counselors to mislead consumers into thinking that a DMP is their only option. You are not obligated to hire a credit counselor company to proceed with a debt management plan, especially if you believe that you are disciplined enough to stick to the payment plan scheduled that you are created during your credit counseling program. She says in big, big bold letters, stick to your guns. However, if you are very busy or simply not good at paying your bills on time, it is recommended that you consider the DMP. So let's stop there for right now. We're on page 155. When I pick it back up again, it's going to be how does credit counseling affect your credit? See you later, guys. Thanks for listening.